live from the campus of Magoo U. It's time for some Magoo U Radio. I am Mr. John, and with me, always, Artie Magoo. Hello. So, how was the week? You had a class this last week, right? Yeah, it was great. We did a little Cinco de Mayo uh, cookies. It was really fun. Very nice. talented group, as always. And the and the and Sage was in that in that class too. Sage That's always was. Fun. Yep, she did some mad uh, pedal piping. She did some rose cookies. She was very good. Very cool. Uh, yeah, I have not taken um, a class yet. You probably won't see me in, in there actually piping and doing the cookies. But uh, you know, someday, Mister John, we'll get you in there. Perhaps someday. You'll surprise yourself. I would definitely surprise myself by doing that. So, uh, you know, it's been such a busy week, and the news is so good this mm-hmm. week. Good that, news? It's all good news? Oh, there's some good news. Yeah. So we're we're going to get right into it here with... It's time... Got to wait for that rooster, because yeah. it's time for cookie news. Cue the rooster. Yes. All right. So, cookie news this week. We have some some crazy stories. All right. So here, first of all, last week we were talking about the new flavors of Oreos, and we have three new flavors that are that are part of a contest. And those three flavors are. Pina colada, uh, cherry coke, and kettle corn. Those are the total. That's that's three. Yeah, those are the three new flavors. Okay, mm-hmm. so and they're in competition with each other. Yes, they are. So and then you, you go online and you vote for your favorite, mm-hmm. and then whatever the favorite is by all of us, mm-hmm. that gets to carry through the summer, or it's going to be available for a limited time. But the winner gets a big prize. So uh, we the have some flavor gets a prize. Yes, who, the person who submitted that flavor to uh, Oreo okay. mm-hmm. gets a huge prize. Well, mm-hmm. apparently there's some controversy about this. About who entered the flavor, or oh yeah, hmm. we told you about earlier this month. A Colorado woman says she submitted an idea for a new flavor and was really excited to see her idea on store shelves. Well, now sure. she's left with a bad taste in her mouth because she claims uh. Oreo never gave her the prize for winning the flavor. Taylor Young of Littleton says soon after she came up with the idea of cherry cola flavored Oreos, Nabisco sent her a box with two cherry cola cookies and a thank you note. Hmm. But Young said Nabisco never gave her the prize. The contest states all finalists are awarded $25,000. And the person behind the eventual winning flavor will score half a million dollars. That's Oreo. And the winner gets a half a million dollars. Well, I was going to say, there's got to be more than one person that's entered that flavor. Uh-huh. But that they sent her that box of with a thank you, that proves that it was her submission, right? That's what it denotes to me as well. Hmm. She reached out to the company who responded by saying Cherry Cola was already in development. Basically, the idea was not hers. That's not cool. But if they claim that they had already had it in their back pocket, then then they don't need to provide prizes to anyone. The three finalists for the Oreo contest are Cherry Cola, Kettle Corn, and Pina Colada. I already said that. Cookie lovers can vote on their favorites until the end of next month. 
Hmm. So she she submitted the flavor. She got the little package in the mails that that, that basically is telling you submitted her, this flavor. Thanks. Exactly. And now they have this cop out of we well, already thought of it. And there have there has to be fifty flavors in development right sure. now. Sure, there has to be. So now they have to prove when they started this cherry cola flavor development or what? I mean, I would imagine. That, yeah. Now, for Miss Young, who submitted the the, the flavor, I, I, Taylor Young, I think that Taylor needs to get the twenty five grand because Oreo is basically telling her she, you gave us the idea because here is this thank you, all that kind of stuff. Yeah. Okay. But I got to tell you, Taylor, you're not going to win. Yeah, Taylor, we just tried, I just tried it like seriously minutes ago. I did yep. not we were, know we were going to talk about this, but I just tried the cherry cola Oreo. What'd you think? No bueno. Mm. Um, I felt like there was like the first bite, like sometimes you need a couple bites of something to kind of d- really decide, you know? Yeah. But that first bite, it there was like a little bitterness to it, mm-hmm. which I don't know, you, you can, you could say that belongs in a Coke flavor a little bit, so it's not sure. overly sweet or something, or so you get that bite. But I don't know. It was kind of. It was not a good melange of flavors in my mouth. You know. <laughs> I agree. I I like the fact that they put the pop rocks in it to give that fizzy cola pop. V- very smart idea. Yeah. But there's always something with candy or cookies or anything that's flavored cola that isn't a cola. And it I like always. The, I like the gummy cola, the Coke bottles. But there's those a, are nice. But if you eat if, if you eat a few too many of them, you, there's that weird stomach ache that comes from like fake cola flavor, and I that don't know what that is. You ate too many of them, like you said. Maybe I just ate too many. Maybe of them. you get a stomach ache because you eat, ate too many candies. <laughs> okay. All right. Well, mo- moving on to the next uh, next story. Wait, then. no, but, not before. We oh go wait. To the next oh story. yeah. I have tried the pina colada, and you have it too, right? Yes. There. Why are they the thin ones? I don't know why. It's but funny. I, I, I expected the cherry coke ones to be thin too because I tried the pina colada first. Mm-hmm. Um, so I was surprised that the they had the different ratio. It was the traditional ratio of cream to cookie. Um, but the thin pina coladas, a winner. I mean, so far we have the kettle corn, which yes, we, we should do. try. We have that. I know we really should. We need to try it right now. Maybe at the break we'll we'll get okay, them, and then we'll do a little. Because then of an we update. can really vote. Like like here's yeah. our vote. But so far, those pina colada ones are oh, phenomenal. Man. Refreshing. Yeah, very. And they, they are the blonde cookie, just like we talked about last week. Yeah. I very absolutely good. love those. Yeah, I really like that too. So our next story here, it's from Time Magazine, and it's, it, it's a recipe that they posted. And it's a weekender recipe thing for healthy chocolate chip cookies. And... I guess there's no real cookie news to this, except I want to get your opinion on Mm -hmm. it. Well, they're cookies. They're cookies. And it's current. It's current events. Yeah. Yeah. For Mother's Day, which is which is nice. But and and it has good quality dark chocolate, which I'm a fan of. Mm -hmm. But what's your problem? What's your problem, Mr. John? Okay, It's a healthy cookie recipe. Mm -hmm. It's a healthy chocolate cookie, chocolate chip cookie recipe. It has almond meal instead of flour. Okay. It has extra virgin olive oil instead of butter. butter. Mm-hmm. It has honey, 
a little bit of vanilla bean, and then your your dark chocolate. The only thing in there that I like is the dark chocolate. I don't think well, any of that other stuff belongs, uh, and the vanilla bean belongs in, in a cookie recipe. So that's what you're opposed to? You're not opposed to, there's a Mother's Day cookie recipe, and it's It's healthy. healthy. But why is it healthy? I mean, it's a cookie. It's it's a cookie. Yeah, but if you're being careful, then you still want that taste or that kind of mouthfeel or that kind of reminiscent of a regular cookie. You just want to feel normal, Mr. John. You just, <laughs> you just want to feel like everybody else eating a chocolate chip cookie. Um, so, I would be opposed to this normally. Okay. But guess what? What? I made these little healthy cookie dough bites. Uh, believe it or not, you use like cannellini beans or whatever. What are, what are those little, the kids call them butt beans. <laughs> garbanzos. Like garbanzo beans. Garbanzo yes. beans. <laughs> um, it uses garbanzo beans and dates. Yeah. Oh, I remember those. Don't you put them in the freezer? Yeah, you put them in the freezer and they're yeah. just like little bite. They are good. Like, oh, it, man. Really t- it really seems like you're eating cookie dough, like like a chilled cookie dough ball. Um, so it, oh, I'm contradicting I have, myself. Yeah, I have experienced that these things can be good, and they're not as bad for you. So I'm I'm pro healthy versions. Yes. Oh man, I don't know about this specific recipe because I haven't tried it, yeah. but I, I feel like there are some good options, and uh, you know, sometimes it's worth it to just be like oh, I'm eating the dang regular chocolate chip cookie. You know. This is worth it right now. Sometimes it's not, mm-hmm. and you're like, you know, I still want to keep on track, and uh, that's that's a good option. I like it. Well, if you if you see those pina colada Oreos, they're worth it. Yeah, they're definitely worth it. But I, you're right. I'm contradicting myself because those little cookie bites that were frozen are really good. Yeah, those were. Good. I liked those a lot. You would never think you're eating garbanzo beans and dates. And I think the kids tricked me into trying it. Say, it just say, oh, da- Dad, you got to try this. It's so good. And I just popped it on my mouth. I'm like, yeah, it's good. And then they're like, hey, it's beans and dates and everything you don't like. And cookie dough. And it was good. It was good. You don't like cookie dough. No, I don't. That's not cookie. It, it, was, a, it was like a frozen cookie, though. It wasn't cookie dough. <laughs> It wasn't raw cookie dough. No, and there's no raw egg and no raw, you know, all that yeah, stuff, what's flour up? and stuff. So. That's right. All right. Now we have uh, one more story here. No. No. A high value because they intend to keep it the way it is. Kathleen King is about to kiss all this goodbye, and her Southampton community is crushed. When the um, signing happened, I started to cry. Emotion sending her back in time to baking her first cookies at age 11, selling them locally on the family's North Sea farm. At the farm and, you know, teasing my brother that, you know, I was going to be the best cookie in America one day. You'll see. From five cents Mm. a cookie to 500 million for her company just purchased by snack giant Mandela's International, maker of Oreo and Chips Ahoy. So... She just sold her cookie company, the Hamptons Cookie Maker. Is that what it is? Yeah, the Hamptons yeah. Cookie or so Tate's Cookies. Tate's, Tate's Bake cookies. Shop. That's it. Yeah. Tate's Bake Shop. Sold for five hundred million dollars. Starting with five cents a cookie to five million for the company. Yes. That's now, impressive. And and she started selling these on her farm when she was a girl, eleven years old, I guess. And is selling now selling her her company for five hundred million dollars. Yeah, 
So, so I'm I'm really looking forward to to when we sell Artie McGoo. So here we oh, go. Oh, is that what is that the goal? Oh, okay, that's where the story's going. So, here we go. Hold on. Is, is that a, is that a half a billion? How many millions are in a billion? Okay. Yeah, that's a half a billion dollars, five hundred million dollars, and I don't know if it's if it's a Hamptons thing or what, but she's so flippant about. Oh, it's five hundred million. Like everybody sells their business for five hundred million dollars. Don't you think she's making light of it? Like she really—it's a big deal. But she's just like, "What? It, like, is that really? That's how much it is?" When you do watch this video, you don't kind—you of, don't get that. It's just—it's so bizarre. I just think it's so weird. Here, here, let me let me get back to it. Like we didn't even know. But King is not pocketing all that. She is a minor shareholder of her cookie empire, now producing a million and a half cookies a day in their East Mauritius factory. Comedy coming to pass. So, so it's not like the the mom and pop store that makes a million and a half cookies every day. The, it, she has like a big company. It's it's a it's big grown. company. Uh-huh. Yeah, it's grown into a big. So, what did start as the mom and pop and making the cookies on the farm? It's now, it's pretty big. But I've never heard of Tate's Bake Shop. Have yeah, you? I ha- no, I haven't. Oh, okay. So, okay. I am curious. I, I'm not. I'm not alone here. Package. I think about 12. Okay. So some people just sit and they'll eat all 12. Yes, they think that's a single serving, like a pint of ice cream. Her secret that makes the chocolate chip so addicting, salted butter. Butter. Ah, oh, interesting. Now, th- I know that's, that's always a debate in the cookie universe is is it salted butter or do you not salt the butter or do you use unsalted you know do you know what i use do you know what i use Uh, of course i know what you use what do i use you use salted i do use salted of course because you're american no no (laughs) that's not why plenty of americans (laughs) use unsalted butter in their cookies but she's now perpetuating this so if you want your company secret yeah Ingredient. If you want your company to sell for five hundred million dollars, that's a half a billion dollars. You better start using salted butter. You better salt your butter. Well, the other thing oh, that vanilla. people do is uh, they brown their butter. They brown it, which what does melts that mean? it. They they brown. It. I mean, they basically put it in a pan and they brown it. Oh, okay. okay. And then they have to let it again solidify, so they can cream it. So that's an extra step. There's extra time in there, but apparently it makes for. You know, a nice toasty flavor. Oh, that's what the brown butter cookie company here in Paso Robles does? Uh, yeah, I mean, they do. It's a different type of cookie that they do okay. entirely, but you can brown butter for all kinds of cookies. I didn't know that that was a thing either. And so you wait for it to solidify again. You, mm-hmm. Why not just put the melted butter in there? Oh, no, no. But now you're wasting <laughs> all that time, all that all that time in baking and prepping. and It's an additional time, but oh, yeah. Man. Man, it's, you guys are crazy. It's a secret ingredient, too. Uh, sugar, all-purpose, unbleached flour, a nice uh, semi-sweet chocolate chip. You ma- she she just gave the... very... Basic cookie very recipe. Very basic, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I, don't, I haven't exactly. heard a secret ingredient yet. I'm waiting. <laughs> it's, the, it's the salted butter. That's it, Funny. people. I think you prefer soft, moist, chewy, but thin, crispy, buttery, crunchy... I don't like to hear people. It's pretty much perfection. <laughs> and that's and that's why I gave you that cookie, the Oreo beforehand, so that you could try it and we're not trying it on You didn't air. want me to try it in the microphone? No. 
because that is vile. <laughs> There's nothing cool about that. I, I don't like when uh, when newscasters are sampling food on air and they have their, their mouth full of food. Oh, this is great. I love this. You know, it's gross. But here's the bigger question. Thin and crispy or soft and gooey? You know, I like both. Depending on your mood? Well, you know, if it's here's the ideal situation, which maybe I'm crazy. I like the edges to be crispy and the soft to be chewy. Oh, like the very center is the chewy part. Yeah. Wow. So you want you want both. I want the best of both worlds. Give it all to me. <laughs> no, but I I do like either or too. I like the the all completely soft. I like the crunchy. Yeah, I like it all. I really do. <laughs> if if I'm gonna have these little crispy guys, I'd need a cup of milk to dip into, not to make them soft, but but. To soak in the, the crispy milk. with the wet of the milk that's good stuff it is right good there. so okay yeah, I, re- I, wonder... I really like both kinds yeah and I, I really can't even say which one i like better but hmm. i thought i liked the soft even with sugar cookies but then uh, i tried an overbaked one and i was like oh my gosh it just has such a nice flavor mm-hmm. and uh yeah it's good both ways it's interesting what happens to different foods when they're either overcooked or some are undercooked and what what happens to him? We did that with uh, with some uh, Brussels sprouts yesterday, where they were overcooked a little bit, but it just made the those outside little layers crispy. It was so good. I absolutely love that. But see, it looked like it was overcooked, but it wasn't. It, it totally was. Perfect. Was. Nope. It was perfect. Two minutes less, it would have been perfect. It was. It was dreamy. <laughs> so we've got. Um, We've got an interview coming up here with Miss Tammy Trahan, who is your guest in Magoo U this month. Tammy the Fabulous. She's from uh, New Orleans Cookie Company, and uh, she makes amazing cookies. So lucky to have her on uh, Magoo U this month. And we get to uh, to spend some time with her in Magoo U in just a, a few minutes. So I'm hang gonna, out. I'm going to go grab an Oreo cookie, the kettle corn one. More on Magoo U right after this. All right. Well, Tammy Trahan, welcome to Magoo U Radio. Hi. Hi. So are you stoked? Yes. Yes. Thank you so much for having me. This is so great Absolutely. to be here. This, you are actually the first guest. Wow. Of Magoo U Radio. So I'm very happy that you are the first guest. And I've been wanting to talk to you about things, but I can't, I can't talk about them with you off the air. I had a radio host, uh, co-host that I worked with for years, and he would always tell me, save it for the air. Save it for the air. Don't don't tell me anything right now. Save it for the air. So I've been holding on to these little comments like, no, I can't say that. (laughs) Okay. So so now now we we can freely talk, and this is great. Great. Yep. So uh, have you enjoyed your time so far um, filming Magoo You? I I know you're only a day in to Mm -hmm. your your three-day stint, but mm-hmm. uh, uh, what are your impressions so far? Oh, I'm having a blast. Um, I'm just honored, you know, that you've asked me to come here and to be a part of it. And, um, you know, last night, you know, me and uh, the ladies that were in the same room, you know, we're uh, bringing out all of our um, cookie things and different techniques and stuff that we're going to share today. And it was like having a cookie retreat right there in the room. And it was like, wow, you know, and then we get to watch each other film and stuff like that. And it's, um, it's a great experience. And I had brought a new technique and, you know, the rust technique and, you know, 
know, got to share that and stuff. So, Excellent. and just to be with Liz and stuff, it was just so, it was really relaxing, you know, and, and it's a blast. Mm-hmm. Now, you came in yesterday. You flew in la- uh, last night. Night, really, right. Uh, with with hiccups and flights and all that stuff. Thank you, Southwest. Right. Um, <laughs> they're not a sponsor, so we don't have to worry right. about it. Um, but, so you finally got in. Mm-hmm. We went to dinner. You got back. What time mm-hmm. did you guys finally get to sleep? Um, well, I'm kind of a late night person anyways, and oh, you, I'm so going to, okay. I am a night owl, yeah, but I'm an, I'm an early riser too. You know, it doesn't matter what time I go to bed. I still get up early in the morning. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm going to guess that maybe everybody was in bed by 1030 or 11, maybe. Oh my gosh. That's not and, like a, like a sorority. That's well, that's like, everybody, you yeah. know? Yeah. Oh yeah. my gosh. But I was in bed by like 1230, which is early for okay. me. All right. See, <laughs> you know? Okay. <laughs> Uh, like Liz and I are are on this this kick where where she's teaching actually at uh, six thirty in the morning, so she's up about five fifteen. Wow! Every day. Yeah, wow! And, and so when it gets to about nine thirty or so, mm-hmm. we're going to we're going to sleep. Like right. I'm I'm exhausted at nine thirty. So uh, because even though she's the one that's getting up and mm-hmm. going to teach, I'm getting up at the same time because right, you know, there's there's you know all the hair stuff and there's yeah there, the house wakes up and, and yeah, you know yeah wakes up at yeah that time. yeah so I'm up at that time with her right but we used to be up at ten o'clock saying all right so uh, where do you want to go what do you want to <laughs> do like now <laughs> right now, the, the thought of leaving my home at 10 p.m. Right. just gives me nightmares. It gives me chills. Like I, I don't even know what I would do. There's there are no movies that that are that, that I want to see that late. Mm-hmm. I don't I, I, even my friends are asleep by then. So right. I'm not I'm not going to go hang out with friends. Right. So I have, right. I have no idea what I'd even do. Right. Right. Well, like, sometimes what's a nightlife? I know. I know. Well, I lived in New York City at one time and um we didn't go out to midnight. It was midnight. Everybody oh went out at gosh. midnight, you know, they jump in a cab and go wherever you were going at midnight, you know. But now it's like I, you know, might be finishing up like one project at like maybe 930 p.m. And then I look at the clock and I'm like, OK, it's only 10. So I could probably get in like, you know, three or four more hours, you know, doing this other project, like with fondant and stamping and, you know, all that stuff. So, yeah. Yeah. Now, so uh, projects are different, though, mm-hmm. because before coming out here mm-hmm. to Kansas City, where we do our filming with the, the the real media guys here at the studios. Right. It takes us a long time just to prepare for that trip. So Liz is packing. She's she's doing last minute touching uh, touch ups on designs. Um, there are times when she's going to scrap a design and then she's going to put it back in, put something right, else in. Right. Um, so she's constantly in that creative space. So she, those days leading up to us coming here are very long for her. But still, I feel horrible because as the cookier husband, I want to help and there's <laughs> nothing. There's nothing I can do to help. Right. I can't, I can't fill a piping bag. Right. I can't help uh, fill in a flood. In fact, I right. tried that once and Liz mm-hmm. kind of shook her head and went, oh. Right. That's, that's sweet that you want to help. But right. At least you're willing. You're creating a lot more work for me. Right. So no. Right. And, and, you know, the only thing I could do is dishes. And so mm-hmm. I'll sit there and do dishes and, and be doing something. Oh, cleanup but, is good. Hey. Yeah. I, cleanup I, I, is I'm good. I'm the king of cleanup. I got yeah. that down. Right. But that's it. I can't do anything else to help her to get right. ready. So she's up till... Two o'clock in the morning, getting right. ready and then packing mm-hmm. and making sure the cookies aren't going to break on the way and mm-hmm. all that kind of stuff. So it's it, it is there's a little bit of stress in in coming out here, right? But when she's in that creative space, there is no clock. Right. There's no time on the clock. She's she's doing things and getting it done, and she's she's in this other mode. She's listening to music. She's doing stuff. 
But when you're in that creative space, mm-hmm. when you're doing a project, the clock is out the window. Right. That's right. I mean, I've actually hate to admit it, but I've actually seen the sun come up many times, you know, and the sun comes up and it's dark and I'm like, no, no. And then I'm like, Lord, why do we even have to go to bed? Like, you know, why do we even have to sleep? I know that a lot of cookiers are in that sunrise club. Hashtag sunrise club. Right. If you want to follow along at home. Okay. So, you know, a lot of people end Mm -hmm. up doing that. Right. Uh, they're the procrastinate bakers. Right. So they've got, they're going to wait until the last minute and then they're up all night doing it. Right, right, right. And sometimes it might be like 11 p.m. And I know that if I flood the cookies, then I, they get a good like six or seven hours before I'm up again. So oh, yeah. uh, you need to flood them before you go to bed, you know, just so they dry overnight, you know. Of course. But sometimes I stay up so late. I was telling somebody this the other day. I stay up so late that... Then I get up in the morning and I go out in the kitchen. It's like, oh, let me go see what I did last night. Like, you know, (laughs) (laughs) I guess that's one way to look at it. It's like, you know, it's not that drunk memory of like, what did I do last night? It's actually anticipation. Oh, hey, I wanted to see how that turned out. That's going to be great. Oh, that dried well. Like, that looks good, you know. Nice. <laughs> yeah. Nice. Now, you said you, you lived in New York. How long did you live in New York? How um, many years? Three years. Three years? Mm-hmm. And uh, what ages? How old were you when you, when you were living there? Uh, I went to New York right out of college the first time. Okay. And um, so I was probably 21. So 21, oh, 22, yeah. 23, okay. you know, yeah, maybe 24. That's a yeah. vital time. Too. Oh, it was awesome. It yeah. was like my, my heart still beats for New York, you know. I wanted to settle down. I wanted to, you know, and I came from the country, came from mm-hmm. the, I'm a beach girl, came from the beach. What, uh, uh, what beach? Where'd you come from? Uh, Massachusetts. Okay, so, so was there was there a block in like in being from Red Sox country to moving to Yankee country? Um, actually, they were rivals, so I kind of you know it was awesome, you know, yeah. just to be so <laughs> close. And and if I went you know back home, then I was a Red Sox fan. If I was nice. in New York, I was a Yankees fan. No, you, know? you and, can't do that. Yeah, That's so, well, no, <laughs> no. <laughs> no. Yeah, well, now I'm a Saints fan, so you know I used to be a Pates fan, and you know so. You know, yeah, it changes, you know, and, and actually, and I shouldn't even say this on air, but I'm an LSU fan because I've been in New Orleans for like 33 oh, years. That's all right. But I, now I'm, I'm in Alabama just for like, I'm, I'm no, oh, for no. a little bit of time. So yeah, I did roll tide. Yeah. Oh my with my neighbors and everything. But of course, if I go back to Louisiana, when I go back, oh yeah, right back into LSU. All right. I, 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 I can... I can agree with you with the LSU, but right. the Bama thing I can't get with. Oh yeah, See, I'm I'm a I'm a USC fan. I went to right. ASU. I'm I'm all Pac-12. Right, and the Pac-12 gets no respect. Their right. games are late. Nobody stays up for them. Right. Instead, everybody says, "Hey, you know, uh, Bama's on at noon. We can watch this game and then go out to dinner." Right. Nobody's doing that with the Pac-12. Right, so right, right. I, I have trouble with that. Right, but Bama's such a good fan. And remember, they have our coach. Like they have our LSU coach. Oh, that's right. Remember yeah, that's right. how he Same left it. to go to pro ball and then he didn't mm-hmm. like it. But then. No, he, it's not that he didn't like it. He wasn't good. Oh, he, he was. was bad. <laughs> well, I wasn't going to say that. Oh, I, I will. I will. Nick, <laughs> sir, Nick Saban. Yeah, you're great in college. You were awful in the pros. You'll never make it to the pros, man. Well, it's he so didn't good to see someone at the top to, to tell someone at the top of their game that it really does. Well, then he came back. But apparently. Uh, LSU didn't want to pay him That's what he right. wanted, and so Bama scooped him up, and then now Bama's had a winning team ever since. Oh, yeah. 
It, the guy is you know? he's a disgustingly brilliant coach and yeah. and I, I I will poke fun of him and the whole time I'm thinking man he's so good though. yeah they win they he's win so they good. win they win all the time yeah. you know so it's like yeah 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 but the good thing you know because I lived in Alabama just for a short uh, three years but um the good thing is that um Alabama doesn't have a pro ball team so everybody loves yeah. the Saints in Alabama yeah. so I was good with that I could hang my Saints wreath up and nobody <laughs> got mad at me you know. <laughs> sure. So now uh, you were in New York, and uh, and that city has it has a beat. There's mm. a, there's a driving pace to that city. Yes, I'm there once or twice a year for work. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm there to go into meetings, and I feel like right after I get off the plane, I drop off all of my stuff. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm on New York clock. Not That's right. New York time. There's a pace to that city. That's right. I. I am working mm-hmm. from from the moment I drop off stuff to the moment I go to bed, and that's right. usually one or two o'clock because everything's right. open late. That's right. And then seven seven thirty, I'm out the door doing the same thing again. Right. That's how New York works. And can you so imagine you felt that too? Oh, absolutely. Okay. But remember, it was at the beginning of my career, so you know if I wanted something like um, typesetting, I could order it and get it within thirty minutes. I mean, it was like that's. That's how quick it was. It's phenomenal. Anything you wanted. And I would work till 2 or 3 in the morning all the time. You know, take a cab home, you know, order in, wow. you know, whatever. Um, but I moved to New Orleans from New York. So then when I got to New Orleans and I ordered a job and I'm like, oh, yeah, I need it in 30 <laughs> minutes. They're like, 30 minutes, man. Uh, you might get it in two days, you know? And it's I was like, no. a different clock. That's a different <laughs> clock there. Yeah. I had to really uh, adjust a lot. A lot. So uh, now when you moved down there, did you really get into the culture of being in New Orleans? And did you did you ever take one of the, what is it, death tour or what have you? The cemetery tours yeah, that the they have. Tours. You know, Well, I liked the riverboats, you know. So I would oh, take cool. the riverboats and then I would um, go to like all the plantations. And, um, it's fascinating. Yeah, it was fascinating. The food was a little, at first it was a little peculiar, you know. I remember seeing somebody eat like this mm. long sandwich, which is called a po' boy. Oh, Okay, yeah, but they great. ate a long sandwich and it had these little legs sticking out of the sandwich. And I was like, what is that? Oh, no. And then they served soup with bones in it and stuff. Well, the, the soup was the gumbo where they sell sure. it has like maybe crab shells and, you know, bones in it and stuff. And, and the long sandwich was a, a soft shell uh, crab. Crab. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, it's brilliant. A fried soft shell crab and all those legs. And I thought, never, never, never. Well, now it's like one of my favorite you know, foods best. and I make the best gumbo and it's like, awesome. oh, now I get all into it. Yeah. As I, I matured and, you I know. I love it. Yeah. And the, and yep. the food down there, it, it it's it's a different type of food. It's very, um, I don't want to say home style cooking because that that denotes that it might be easy or simplistic right. and that's not the flavors are very very uh, are rich and right. and the food is rich yes you know i, I love the uh, i went to the oyster bar uh, mm-hmm. right off of uh uh, oh, what, what's the Felix's Oyster Bar? Yes, is that the one? That's yeah. right. Yeah, that's yeah. right. And and I got a platter of those mm. things, and, I, and and you eat a few of them. It's like, wow, these little uh, uh, these little these little oysters <laughs> really take up a lot of space real quick. <laughs> right, and, right. And they're, they're so phenomenal. good. They're so it. so good. And you know, you write about the food and stuff. There really is a science, you know, with the food. Yeah. Um, you know, I used to watch Paul Prudhomme all the time, and um, he's a famous chef, and mm-hmm. um. 
he's passed now, but he's a famous chef. And um, he would always talk about marrying the trinity of the vegetables, you know, the celery <laughs> and the, you know, green bell pepper and the onion. And there's always got to have the trinity. And he's the one really that taught me how to make a roux on PBS. You know, he used to watch PBS oh, yeah. every Saturday morning, you know. And did you watch the Cajun chef as well? Um, uh, there's several of them. There's um, Justin Wilson. Now, is he is he the one in like the, the overall? Yeah, that, that was Justin okay, Wilson yeah, yeah. that had that. Yeah, mm, boy. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, yeah, boy, you're going to like this one. Yes, and, you know, that's yeah. right, the Cajun chef. <laughs> you just watched here now, you know. And, yeah, yeah, yeah. So there were a few of them, you know. They had they had a, quite a few of them, and I would watch them back-to-back every yeah. Saturday and, you know, be so inspired. And, mm. and, I mean, I really, really, really make a really good gumbo. Oh, that's you awesome. Know? Yeah, got it down. My grandmother's from Louisiana, and mm-hmm. I thought that it may have just been I didn't know if it was her or mm-hmm. if it was the era that she grew up in which was the really the 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 20s and 30s she was right. she was an older right. lady but um she had she would save like all the bacon drippings and yes. she would and she would save everything that that she cooked with and and would incorporate all those things into biscuits and That's into right. cakes and into other things right so her her flavors were so rich mm-hmm. and so fantastic right i my grandmother passed away in 91 mm-hmm. and i still want some of her cake i still i still mm. want her to make me eggs in the morning right because they right. were so good oh yeah yeah they say it's complex you know that the, the cooking is. the food is just complex you know there's Homey, so many complex. different that's right that's right Right, right. So many different depths of it, you know. And then you got the crawfish boils, you know. And right now it's about oh that time, gosh, you know. And that's right. Oh the man, big buckets with no, all that stuff. Oh yeah, my gosh. yeah. See, yeah. I, I can talk food and sports yeah. all day. Oh yeah. That's that. that, that that's <laughs> it. Food, sports, sports, and music. That's my trinity. <laughs> right, right, right. I'm, right. I love it. And that's really what Louisiana's all about: food, Absolutely. sports, and and music. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Well, yeah. Tammy, thank you so much for mm-hmm. being here with us. Thank mm-hmm. you for uh, for for the chat. Um, we're going to be right back here on uh, Magoo U Radio. And welcome back to Magoo U Radio. Mr. John here. And Artie Magoo. Right there. I'm here. Well, I got to say, my time with Tammy was awesome. She is really cool. Isn't she sweet? She's so... I don't know if I've met a more positive person. She is really fun to be around. Yeah. She's great to talk to. She's lived a great life, uh, and she is very open to sharing with you. She's an open book, and uh, just all the lessons she's learned, you know, and she's she's learned a lot of them. She's a great friend. Yeah, I was able to sit with her at dinner uh, one of our nights out there, and she just has all these great stories, and she's she is absolutely, like you said, an open book. Yeah. She's great. So... We do have a little bit of an update here on uh, on the Oreo mm, yeah. situation. Yeah, I had a little kettle corn Oreo while whilst I listened to your your interview. Which, by the way, I hadn't heard any of that interview, so that was fun fun to listen to. Uh, my little entertainment. Uh, I had a little kettle corn Oreo. Did you have one? <laughs> yes, I one did. Too? I did try one. The first thing I noticed was the scent of it. Oh, is wow, intoxicating! It's like uh, opening a really nice candle. You know that that like really. It's pungent. No, that's not the right word. That no. sounds gross. Oh, I guess so. It's a pungent cookie. <laughs> a pungent scent. That's not the right word. No, it has aroma. Um, it has. Uh... You know, like a like a like a <laughs> vanilla buttercream candle. It has yeah. that really warm, like just delicious kind of scent to it mm-hmm. that you want to eat the candle. Yes, that's what comes off this cookie. That was the. I was like, whoa. You just you want to bite into it. it smells all buttery. I yeah. thought that the cookie itself was coated in something. 
Um, it like does say it, it the has blonde cookie. It has puffed millet pieces, but that's in the cream. What's what are millet pieces? Millet pieces like puffed corn, you know, like a, like a cereal, you know, puffed. Oh, cereal. oh, okay, okay. And I didn't think I noticed that so much, you know, like a texture. I didn't. Or, I didn't notice that at all. What I did notice is it's really delicious, um, mm-hmm. flavored, but very sweet. Yes. So I, for my vote, mm-hmm. I'm going with pina colada. I thought that the kettle corn was, like you said, way too sweet. In fact, much sweeter than kettle corn is. Yeah, because there's a saltiness to kettle corn. Did you That's get a right. saltiness in the kettle? This this Oreo? no, I I didn't. I, I got the yeah. caramely mm. portion of the kettle corn, but I did not get the, the the salty flavor. And I just thought that it was a little bit overpowering. It was like cloyingly sweet, but it was How? good. But it one was. is like you're done. But you are one hundred percent right. The pina colada cookies are head and shoulders above these two. And then what like, if this was in the thin style? I think that would be better. Ooh, you, you think so? I don't know if it would be better than pina colada. I just think it would improve this. It, I think I felt it like it was just too much. You know, it was a little bit. Ugh. I totally agree with that too. That it it, it needs to to be a little a little less of everything. <laughs> and was, I think was, the yeah. thin would be better. Now, less is more when it comes to these Oreos. I think I w- I would vote for pina colada. And I've never had a thin Oreo until I had those pina colada ones. I've never had a pina colada. Wait. Well, well, this is true. <laughs> Maybe it's not very good. No. <laughs> but do you think that the pina colada in the style of a regular Oreo would still be as good? Yeah, I think it's, it still would Wow, be. it still carries, huh? I think so. Wow, interesting. So it didn't, yeah, yeah. I would love to hear what you guys think of these three new Oreos, too. Um, you can go ahead and email me your comments at uh, contact at artymcgoo.com. Just uh, send it on over. I'm the only one who opens that email, Mr. John. <laughs> and then uh, let me know what your thoughts are. And uh, Are you going to vote for real? I think I am. And I never really do the voting, but uh, there's no way I can let I can let that. You can cherry let cola. the cherry cola win. No, no, that, that, that's just a, an Sorry, abomination. Sorry, Ms. Young, or whatever yes. her name was. Yes, <laughs> yes, Miss Young. You're not going to get a, not... half a. What was it? Half yeah, half a, a million, million dollars or qu- a quarter million dollars. Quarter million? What was it? Quarter yeah, million know. dollars wow. for the winning uh, idea. Yeah, that was a half a billion for the Tate's Bake Shop and quarter of a million. Wow. Oh my gosh, we're lots talking of, big numbers. Lots here. of money for cookies here. Yeah. <laughs> wow. So we have a couple weeks left in the month. Yeah, it's the Ides of May, right in the middle here, right in the middle of May. And uh, there's a couple weeks left to get your homework turned in if you're if you're up for that. Uh, if you're just watching to learn and not do homework, that's okay too. But if you want to get that patch, earn that patch, you want to go to artimugu.com to get details on that. If you don't know already, you can earn patches if you do your homework and turn it in. The patches are rad. Yeah, if you do uh, three months of current consecutive months of Artie Magoo homework, which is just doing the cookies along with the videos, uh, you can earn a piping bag patch. And they're really cool. And a lot of people will put them on their jackets or on their aprons for CookieCon, um, put them on their M that they can earn in attending in a live class as well. There's some great stuff there. Yeah. So check it out. It's in the, the blog, correct? Correct. We can post a link right here on our... Uh podcast right sounds good okay all right so we will uh that's it for this week 
and uh, we will see you in June when we have a whole no- another cookie or a whole Ooh. new Magoo U. Lots to talk about. I'm so excited about June Magoo U. Oh, fun stuff. So we will have more right here on Magoo U Radio. Thanks for listening and have, have a, a delicious, delicious day. day.